My Govanen, Mevumin, and thanks for tuning in to speak, friend, and enter deep lore. This is where I take the dense and mythical stories from the Silmarillion and do my best to make them accessible to nerds and non-nerds alike. I'm Leah, and I read the books so you don't have to. Today, we're going to talk about the fourth chapter of the Silmarillion of Thingol and Melian. In our last Deep Lore episode of The Coming of the Elves and the Captivity of Melkor, I talked about the three elves who Arome chose to come to Valinor and speak on the elves' behalf, and I mentioned that one of them, Elway, would later go by Thingol, that's T-H-I-N-G-O-L, which means Grey Cloak, and that's who we're talking about today. In a long-ago Deep Lore episode about the Valaquenta, I also briefly mentioned Melian. I said that what we know from the Valaquenta is that she's a Maya under Vanna the Everyoung and Este the Healer, and that she tends the flowers in the gardens of Lorien and teaches the nightingales to sing. The chapter of Thingol and Melian says of her that among all Lorien's people there were none more beautiful than Melian, nor more wise, nor more skilled in songs of enchantment. In Valinor, when the light of the two trees would mingle, Melian would sing in Lorien's gardens and the world would be silent to listen to her down to the bells and birds and fountains. Before the world was made, she was kin to Yavanna the giver of fruits, and she felt love for the deep shadows of trees, so when the elves awoke beside Quivienen, she went to Middle-earth and filled the silence with her voice and the voices of her birds. Now we come back into the chronology of the story, when the elves are making their westward journey across Middle-earth to join the Valar in Valinor. The largest group of these elves is called the Teleri, and Elway, aka Thingol, is lord of the Teleri. Both the Teleri and the Noldor take a long rest break on the way, and during this break, Elway often wanders through the woods to meet up with his friend Finway, lord of the Noldoran elves. And it chanced on a time that he came alone to the starlit wood of Nan Elmoth, and there suddenly he heard the song of nightingales. Then an enchantment fell on him, and he stood still, and afar off beyond the voices of the nightingales he heard the voice of Melian, and it filled all his heart with wonder and desire. So Elway is struck dumb by Melian's singing, and he follows the birdsong and gets very lost in the forest. But at last he comes to a starlit glade, and he sees Melian, and the light of Valinor shines in her face. They exchange no words, but he takes her hand, and they stare at each other deeply in love for a period of time that is debated in Tolkien scholarship, but is at least 200 actual years. A quick sidebar about falling in love at first sight in Tolkien's Legendarium. According to a super extra nerd credit source called The Histories of Middle-earth, Tolkien says that with only a glance, an elf has the power to tell whether another person is married, whether that is because they're super perceptive and are doing lightning-fast deductions, or because they can tell via some magical aura is unclear. So, if elves can see to that level of truth about a person, love or at least fascination at first sight doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. But love at first sight isn't a hard and fast rule, so take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. I don't usually cite my sources, since you can generally assume I'm only talking about the Silmarillion, but if you want to know more, check out Histories of Middle-earth Volume 10, specifically Laws and Customs Among the Eldar. That's where you'll learn the juicy stuff about customs surrounding love, marriage, and sex among the elves. 
Because Elway has ventured so deep in the forest and the trees have grown tall around him and Melian, his people can't find him. So his similarly named brother Olway, O-L-W-E Umlaut, takes over the leadership of the Teleran elves and they depart for Valinor. Elway, aka Thingol, will rule over a group of elves we discussed in the last Deep Lore episode, the Sindar, the elves who do not go to Valinor yet are ruled by those who have seen the two trees, so they are the elves of the twilight. Their kingdom is called Doriath, and they rule from a city called Menagroth, a vast underground cave system. Thranduil, aka the elven king from The Hobbit, is one of the Cinderan elves who lives under Thingol and Melian's rule, and when he later rules Mirkwood, his cave aesthetic is heavily inspired by Menagroth. The chapter closes with this. And of the love of Thingol and Melian there came into the world the fairest of all the children of Iluvatar that was or shall ever be. And we'll talk about their daughter Luthien much later. That's going to be it for this quickie episode of Speak, Friend, and Enter Deep Lore. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Those reviews really help people find the show. If you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, please email us at speakfriendpod at gmail.com. You can check out the show's Twitter at speakfriendpod for official pod stuff and visual aids, and my personal Twitter is at askistwin, that's I-S-T-W-E-N. This Saturday is an exciting day for me as it is my annual Lord of the Rings marathon during which we watch all 11 and a half hours of the movies and I feed my guests painstakingly curated lore-appropriate food throughout the day. There'll be a link in the show notes to a Google Doc where you can check out my schedule and all the recipes I use in case you're also a super extra hobbitish nerd who loves cooking and hosting. We'll have a regular episode up in two weeks, and after that we'll have another Deep Lore episode about the next chapter of the Silmarillion, of Eldemar and the Princes of the Eldalier, and we'll learn about the elves' lives in and around Valinor. Until next time, Muhu Torgizu Turguskin.